You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. With us here on the RPR Network, uh, Real Presence Live. Wow. Um, I'm Brad Gray. Janine Bitson. <laughs> uh, we just had an amazing conversation with uh, Father Bob Schreiner about Sister Anella Zerfus. Yeah, it does, it does leave you speechless because, you know, there are so many saints in the making you know and blessed columba marmion has one of my it's like you know sanctity is is not for the few it's for the many right and god gives us these wonderful holy men and women who can help us lead holy lives ourselves and uh that's the really cool thing about these holy men and women is they've always point us to jesus right you know, right? It's it's never about themselves. They're always pointing to Jesus the way. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I, I could imagine being somewhat scary is you see these stories of people that were close to Jesus and they suffered greatly. It's like, mm-hmm. gosh, I'm not sure I really want that. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is that those who have call, been called, like uh, St. Saint, uh, Saint, uh, Saint Andre Bissette, um, they, they don't do so kind of uh, against their joy. Like it becomes a vehicle of joy that they have this gift to offer back to Jesus. Right. And so um, sometimes we feel like, well, if I draw too close to the Lord, then that means my joy goes away and I just get replaced with suffering, right? Yeah, and what is true joy? I mean, true joy no, really is, is that relationship with yeah. Christ and, yeah. and knowing um, who is our Lord and Savior. And, um, you know, Father Paul did a great homily about... Um, you know, Jesus and tying ourselves, our personal lives to the resurrection, our own resurrection. Mm-hmm. And it's how we live. Yep. You know, it's not going to be like when and where and how we die. It's like how we live. It's responding That's to how part. responding to how God has called us uniquely. Exactly. And our next guest, Andy Griffith, is a man who is absolutely responding to how God has called him uniquely to enter into such an important realm. Good morning, Andy. Thanks so much for being with us. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. We're grateful to have you on. So, um, as we're getting started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Andy Griffith, and just to get it out of the way, yes, that's really my name. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, yes, well, we have Aunt B in me. studio over here, and I can be an Aunt B, you know, so. <laughs> There we go. We got the whole clan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm 34 years old. I live in uh, Michigan and been uh, married for 11 years and have a nine-year-old wonderful daughter. Awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. Awesome. So you've kind of entered into a realm that, that sometimes people will say men shouldn't be a part of this, right? Right. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing. Yeah, so Pro-Life Man, uh, ProLifeMan.org, we have two main missions. Number one, uh, we want to encourage men to be a voice for preborn sons and daughters. And number two, we want to provide help and healing and resources for men grieving abortion. Mm. Mm-hmm. And on that first mission, uh, we use that language of preborn sons and daughters on purpose and intentionally. We feel that it helps to rehumanize the children in the womb. And it's also scientifically accurate that at the moment of conception, that is a son or a daughter. Yeah. Um, also, by using that language of son or daughter, it kind of, if nothing else, subconsciously puts in the back of your mind that a man is involved, a father is involved, because every son and every daughter has both a mother and a father. 
Yes. Yes. I, it, I mean, it certainly seems to me like this is such an important area that is largely overlooked. Um, abortion seems to, you know, the battle seems to wage over, you know, a woman's right to choose and a woman's right over her body and, and the baby, which obviously we, these are all, uh, the, the woman and the, the baby are absolutely essential here. But there's also other people that are just torn apart in this tragedy. And that could be specifically the, the father of this child that, who often has absolutely no voice over what happens to right. his child and can be utterly devastated uh, as he's powerless to, to save the one that's been entrusted to him, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, obviously with Roe v. Wade, but also subsequent rulings, Planned Parenthood v. Casey specifically said that the father has no voice and no no right to a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and yet this child is is here because, uh, or is conceived because, fifty uh, percent because of his his efforts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just as much biologically his child as it is the mother's child. Um, obviously, there is some differences because he is not carrying the child for you know up to nine, ten months. Um, but still, it's it's his child just as much as it's the mother's child. And our society has told men and told us as, as a whole that you know if you don't have a uterus, you don't have an opinion, and her body, her choice. And it's just a very unfortunate thing that's happened and left men completely abandoned and uh, told them to be silent on this issue. So, Andy, what what compelled you to start Pro Life Man? You know, as an online sur- uh, resource, what what was it that uh, touched you? How how was this all started? Yeah. So, um, very briefly, I went through a a period of where I felt that I needed to be more silent on my political beliefs. I just saw a lot of division in the country, especially after the twenty sixteen presidential election. And I wanted to make sure that I had no part in the division myself. And, you know, a lot of my, I've always been very outspoken politically, and I just decided to tone that back because in the end, when I stand before my creator, you know, a lot of those opinions aren't going to matter. And so I went through this period of of being quiet on many things, but on this abortion topic, I found that I, I couldn't hold back, you know, and there's debates going on and discussions going on. And I'm seeing lies being spread and misinformation being spread on this topic. And I just found myself kind of chomping at the bit, if you will, um, wanting to get involved. But then, you know, I had promised God to kind of back off on on these topics. But I realized, well, I can be silent on all all these other things. I can be silent on how I feel about taxes and and gun control and, and, you know, uh, border policy and stuff like that. But on this topic of abortion, I can't be silent. You know, and, and I see father is going to ask us about this when we die and meet him. He's going to ask us, what do we do to protect the most vulnerable among us? And and when I answer him, am I going to be proud of that answer? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, I said, no, I, I, I won't be proud of my answer. You know, I, I'm not doing enough. And so I wanted to do more. Um, I didn't know exactly what to do. And, you know, I've always been told, oh, just write your senator, write your congressman, you know, but... Um, in, in my state, I have some very pro-abortion senators, and I know that they're not going to read my letter or listen to my letter that I write them. And so in my search to, to do more, um, I just went online and I started searching for men's pro-life groups. And I just decided, you know, maybe there's a men's pro-life group out there that I can get involved with. And my search wasn't turning up anything. Um, I had knowledge of Knights of Columbus, 
Um, and you know that they do um, some some work on the pro-life front, especially providing ultrasounds for crisis pregnancy centers and stuff like that. Um, but I was really looking for something more super focused on pro-life issues to to really get involved, and I wasn't finding anything. And so I thought, okay, I know what's happening. Google is suppressing my search results, <laughs> oh, sure. and um, I just need to type you know, some, some names of websites that I feel like might exist directly into the, the URL search bar. And so ProLifeMan.com was actually one of those websites that I typed in that it just made sense to me that this website would already be in existence. And obviously it wasn't, and I spent a couple hours searching for other things. And I circled back to ProLifeMan.com, and I thought, no, you know, maybe I had an Internet connectivity issue. You know, this has to be a website. And I uh, went back, and of course there is no website, and then I saw this little ad in the corner that said, you know, you can buy this website for 17 bucks for the year. And I thought, okay, I'm going to buy this website. I have no clue what I'm going to do with it. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I just feel led to buy this website. And so within a few weeks after purchasing the website, you know, I, I reflected on my own um, kind of journey of how I was silent. And then I decided I was going to be no longer silent, but I can't be silent on this issue. Mm-hmm. So when deciding what to do with my site, I well, and encourage other men to be the same, encourage other men to also be no longer silent on this issue. And so that's what I did. Uh, starting in May of 2018, I launched a simple website and uh, Facebook presence and then an Instagram presence. And then by the beginning of 2019, I made uh, Pro-Life Man official, you know, with all the feds and the state, and uh, got our 501c3 nonprofit status and formed the board. And, um, yeah, we've been ro- running full steam ahead since the beginning of 2019. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that is. I, I just pulled up your website, too, to take a peek at it. So for our listening audience, it's prolifeman.org. Uh, so you can also pull it up and take a peek and, and learn about it uh, and, and the ministry you're providing. Yeah, Andy, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the resources that you offer to men? Yeah, so on the first mission of encouraging men to be a voice, um, you know, we're, we're largely just an online presence. Um, and so we post Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We post, uh, try to post daily, um, whether it's memes or counter-arguments to common pro-abortion talking points. Um, we also have a blog on our website, and uh, we, we're all on the board. We're all licensed medical professionals. We didn't do this on purpose. That wasn't a requirement. It just kind of happened. Mm. And so a lot of our arguments, especially in our blog, come from that, that medical professional and, and biologic and, and scientific uh, perspective um, to not just come, come at this pro-life argument from faith, but for people that don't have faith, you know, to also give them something tangible and real that they can latch on to. And so we come from that biological science um, point of view as licensed medical professionals. And then um, for our second mission, providing help and healing for men during abortion, we just launched actually this past January a program that we call Fort Hope. And so right now it's an online form or an email address that men can, can fill out this online form. And within 48 hours, we will connect with them. And we have this whole step-by-step process to walk men through healing and also get them um, to be reached out to a local priest or pastor in their area and get them connected with them to kind of continue that healing. 
Hmm. That's yeah, that, that's so vitally important. We're going to be going on a quick break, but right before we go, uh, I have had an experience um, with a coworker who wanted to use my telephone to talk to his former girlfriend who had had an abortion. And so this hope that you're giving men is so important because he was in so much pain and just needed to apologize to his former girlfriend. And he lived his life with this. Um, It's just really important that they can find forgiveness. Uh, But we're going to go on a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk to Andy Griffith about Pro-Life Man. So stay tuned to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken, every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central, here on Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson. And I'm Brad Gray. And we're having a a very heartfelt one. I I can't even say wonderful. It's just difficult uh, that it's even an issue in our, our living world. But we're talking to Andy Griffith, who has put together a wonderful website called Pro Life Man. And, um, you know, Andy, I'm just so grateful for this because personally, I right before break, I talked about a friend, a co-worker who was grieving an abortion. And he was actually instrumental in initiating that abortion. And the pain that he was living with um, really consumed his life. 
And so can you tell us a little bit more about the resource um, of Fort Hope and who are the men who are being ministered by that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the key things that's different from Fort Hope and other programs, because there are other uh, post-abortive healing programs that, you know, especially ones that started out focused on women, and then they realized there was a need for men as well. And so they adapted their program to meet the, the needs of those men. Um, but one thing is, you know, men, they're busy, and they don't really commit a lot. And a lot of these post-abortion healing programs are like 12-week Bible studies, 14-week Bible studies, or go on retreats and stuff like that. And what we found in our experience is that men can't commit to those type of time commitments, hmm. you know. And so Fort Hope's kind of focus is we want to get as much healing done as possible in this one interaction with you, with, with a man, because this might may be our only interaction with you. So we want to get them through these steps of healing, and, and a lot of it, those steps that we do are just straight preaching the gospel and, and going through healing through the gospel. And then we want to try our best to get you connected with a good local pastor or priest. Again, because we may never hear from you again, but a local person is really what's best to um, uh, get that transformative healing power, you know, accomplished through in a man's life. And so, you know, we hear from men on both sides of the spectrum, both, you know, where the, the girlfriend or the wife got an abortion against their will, and we hear from men that they begged and pleaded with the woman, please don't get an abortion. Sign, a, sign away your rights to me. I'll raise the child by myself. I won't require anything from you. And they still go and get the abortion anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also hear from the men that they were a part of the abortion decision, like you were just describing. And now, you know, years later, usually it takes a, a good decade or longer, um, they realize what they did, and now they're grieving the loss of that child. Um, I was just recently at a pro-life men's conference down in Dallas, Texas a month ago, and, you know, I had a man come up to me, and he said, hey, I had an abortion. I sent, you know, met a different woman, married. We have two daughters. He said, but I always wanted a son, and I just know in my heart of hearts that the kid that I aborted, that was my son. You know, I killed my son, and he just broke down and wept in front of me. You know, uh, another man came up to me. He was 26 years post-abortive, so a long time ago was this abortion. And a quote from what he said to me is, the abortion was the absolute worst thing that I have ever done. Words can't describe the pain and the overwhelming guilt that is always with me every single day. And I have no one to blame but myself. Mm -hmm. So abortion isn't just this easy thing, oh, just go get it done, go get it taken care of. This is killing a human being, and there are lifelong consequences and lifelong grief. And so we take a compassionate approach, no matter if the man was against the abortion or wanted the abortion, we want to help them heal and receive Jesus Christ and his healing. Yeah, that it, it's just such an important ministry because it's, uh, you know, when you talked about the the conflict in the election and so forth. And, and the life issue is the single most important thing to me because I just feel like if we can get that one right, mm-hmm. so much of uh, the problems in the world just go away. Or and if you get it wrong, what could you possibly accomplish of value? Exactly. 
Right, yeah. right. And so it is so important to help change hearts and to help educate and to, uh, because no matter what the law is out there, you're going to have individuals that figure out how to go around the law, right? Mm-hmm. So it all comes down to that heart and that healing of, of that heart that's been broken too. Yeah. So um, how can men have an impact when they stand up and defend life? Yeah, so the biggest thing is is I strongly believe that people out there are looking for men to take the lead on this mm-hmm. issue. People are just waiting for for leaders to stand up and to not back down and to not cow down and say, no, these are lives and we are going to protect them. Enough is enough. I'm drawing a line in the sand and I won't tolerate this anymore. And we're going to do everything that we can on the federal level, on the state level, on the local level to end abortion in America. You know, I believe that courage is contagious. And when one man stands up and says enough is enough, that will encourage other men and that will spread. That courage will spread to other men and they'll join forces. Um, You know, Romans 8 tells us that all creation is groaning for the sons of God to be revealed. And I believe that many, many people are silently groaning, just waiting for a Son of God to be revealed on this issue and to take a stand and to protect these children in the womb. And, you know, you you have some uh, surveys that are on your site, too, even just the recent Wall Street Journal survey that came out uh, with even the 15-week abortion ban. Obviously, we as Catholics, we want it all banned. (laughs) You know, because we truly believe from the moment of conception till natural death that life is a beloved son or daughter of God uh, created in his image and likeness. But with society, if we have 48% saying even at 15 weeks we should prevent abortion, you know, we need to take these, you know, uh, to us it's a little win, but it's mm-hmm. an important win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the process of educating and healing those who have been hurt by this uh, is so important. I mean, there's only Korea and China have worse abortion laws than we do in the United States, and that's just criminal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, uh, gosh, we're, we're kind of coming toward the end here, Andy, but I don't know. I mean, I just want to thank you for having this courageous witness, for being this resource, uh, because every one of us is, uh, we're made to receive the love of God. And a wound like participating in abortion can be such a barrier to receiving that wound. And it's so important that men find that healing, too. Right. Whether, whether it was something that they intended or something that they fought against, you still feel—I I can only imagine that a man would feel that loss no matter you know, whether they were you know, opposing it or not. It's still just a devastating blow. And— um, the work you're doing is is essential. It is so essential, Andy. And here is the beautiful, beautiful fruit of your work is that that father is going to meet their son or daughter in heaven someday mm-hmm. when they come into that full reconciliation of that event. So thank you for doing this. We thank you for being on with us with Real yeah. Presence Live. Uh, we have to we have to go unfortunately yeah. i want to hear more about your work but for our listeners go to prolifeman.org and if you can help this initiative in any way please uh, give andy some hope 
Yeah, I would imagine there's a contact button at the on the webpage where they can get in touch with you if they need to. Yes, absolutely. They can reach out to us, and they can also get all of our social media um, links on our website as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andy, for being on with us this morning. Thank you for responding to God's call so courageously. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. All right. Well, God bless you. Well, wow, Brad, that was an incredible show. Yes. I mean, it was a lot of heavy hitting yep. and a lot of beauty uh, in the cross, right? Right. Um, but now we're going to go over to our technical director, our wonderful Therese, and uh, she's going to give us a preview of the next show. Yeah. So on the next Real Presence Live, that'll be tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Nathan Sather will be your host coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Steve Ray will join him to continue the discussion on the book of Genesis and Abraham, the father of faith. Hmm. And Bishop Andrew Cousins from the Diocese of Crookston will be on to unpack the Chrism Mass. All that and more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Cool. Well, Brad, it's it's just been such a joy, such a pleasure. It has, yeah. And I'm just excited for the 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 grace that the Lord holds out for all of us this week. You know, entering into yeah. um, this this magnificent celebration of Easter. You know, there's something I've I've come to see a little bit more fully. Uh, we belong in a homeschooling group with uh, a lot of other families. Most of them are not Catholic, and um, it's just been eye opening for us to discover how much. It seems how much more Easter means uh, to us as Catholics uh, than many of the other families in that. They're like, oh yeah, that's Easter, we, we'll celebrate, we'll have a nice brunch or whatever, and then it's kind of moving on. Yeah. And for us as Catholics, it's like this is, the whole world revolves on around this, this all time and eternity revolves around this moment that we're about to enter into, and it's, it's extraordinary. It really is. It's, uh, it is. It's the holiest week of the year. Uh, Easter Sunday is the most important day mm-hmm. of the year for our lives as uh, Catholics and uh, really as Christians. And so our prayer is that we all just enter into it in a very deep way, that when we come on the other side of this uh, Holy Week, that we just truly feel that Easter joy that God means for every one of us to have. Yeah, and we see in this message that every sorrow and every sin uh, ultimately culminates in a resurrection and joy. Right, right. Every cross has a resurrection. Jesus's and ours. Yes. Well, God bless you all. We look forward to being with you again next time, but we pray that you have a blessed, blessed Holy Week. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.